Welcome back, everybody. It's Howie. I'm just going to drop you in cold on side two of Left Grizzle in HD by Lefty Grove with me, Nate, and Ebony. What's the record you put out with Natura? Uh, left of Center. Yeah, Left of Center. And I thought that was, a, yeah, like a dope title uh, for that. Like, yeah. That was, a, that was a labor of love that got a rebirth through approach so mm -hmm. i will forever be indebted to him for that like that was that was the coolest thing that anybody had done for me musically like i've done a few things i'm not going to say that i was like major or anything but i've done a few things and had a lot of fun and did a lot of music with a lot of people that i respected and that was the first time that like somebody really kind of did it for the love you know what i mean like a lot of things before then was kind of like yeah maybe we can make something out of this instead of like maybe we can do this it was like i was talking to sean and he was like do you have anything that like you want to work on that you've been trying to work on and i was like man i got this project that the last time i was out in california i tried to get done and couldn't get done and lost contact with everybody that I had done it with and I have all the beats and I just want to do this album and he was like hey, you should come over and record a couple tracks like a few months later and I was like okay because I completely forgot that I even asked him you know because <laughs> mm -hmm. like you know I mean Nate knows Sean well enough to know that like you'll bring something up to him and he'll think on it because like yeah I didn't realize it at the time, but there are like options to weigh when you do things. Like, is this going to be an overall thing for everyone that's going to be enjoyable? Because I still was kind of not necessarily standoffish, but I was still like doing me. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those things where, like, once he said he was down to do it, I at that point in time was like, okay, well, I'm not going to waste your time. So I yep. literally yeah. turned around and rewrote that whole thing too. So yeah, like, man. You just like, all right, here I am. Like, just do what you gotta do. Yep. Take the opportunity, but um, you know, and, and, and go ahead. You gave me that opportunity and I knew I had to run with it. So I wanted to make yeah. sure that I didn't disrespect the opportunity that he he was giving me by recording that album and putting it out for me. Because like, he doesn't know this and he's going to find out right now. But he told me he was going to put the Datura mark on it and put it out through the label. And like, I just looked at him like he was crazy. And I don't think he noticed that I looked at him. I was just like, are you serious? And he was like, yeah, man, I think we can do something with this. And I was like, cool. And like, I played it cool, but legit went home, fucking cried. Like straight up cried. Like what? Because I thought he was just doing something to make sure that you know i at least got you know some not ne not necessarily like unwarranted recognition more like just yo we got it heard man get it heard this dude, like needs to be heard and yes, it was like yeah. Whoa. and that was the first time it really clicked and then when he was like we'll do that and i was like oh within let me rewrite a couple of these like i wanted to really just like take that back down and do it again but he was like man you did good and I was like, cool. 
And then he blessed me with a verse and Milk Drop blessed me with a verse. And I was like, nice. That was when I was like, okay, we're back. So, and that's also when I started buying production gear too. So I will, I will forever. That's why, man, that's, that's, forever why, uh, yeah, that's why the tourists tour because then that's who, that, that's, that's the dude. I mean, sure. I mean, legitimately, if you would not have asked me if I had anything I was working on, I was literally like looking at brochures to re-enroll at KU and or actually enroll at KU. Like, wow. you know, like I was going to go to school and figure some shit out. And then he was like, something you want to do? And I was like, yes. And <laughs> like, boom. Man, that happened. is crazy. That, man, I feel like I'm like, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it's a moment or something because it is, but it's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, it was, it was necessary, man. And I really, I really respect the hell out of that dude forever. Like just for like helping me get a fucking path. Like he, he's kind of the path, you know, like he's the one yeah. that showed me that if you do it the right way and you do it the way that you don't embarrass yourself and bring people around you that like, will bring down the vibe of that. Like if you just carry yourself with that respect, people will respect you and then they will be into what you do and you can do it. You know, you just have to make your lane and watching that dude. Great make advice, man. Great advice. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's not a gatekeeper. Like he was, he was never a gatekeeper, you know, like that's, right. that's the thing that I really learned about being one of the elder gods in this particular endeavor of music is that like yeah you can gatekeep if you want but what does that get you you know you have a bunch of knowledge and nobody else knows what you know like what does that get you you know like you want to you want to see how to do something successfully and still be a normal everyday person that can still do normal everyday things find somebody in the field that you are in watch what they do and that's like something that i always kind of did but that's the one thing that i took from being involved with sean and the bachelor level where it's like okay it's serious now like this is this is reputation this is realness this is you like you're going to have to do your best and put out your best art and be as honest with the fans as possible you know so that's what that second album is it's like I can do this. I want to talk about life. I went through some things. I can talk about it, you know? And Sean brought that out because I was ready to hang it all up and just do something else. But this first one that we're listening to now, that was just wild me trying to finally harness in the weird talent that I thought I had more of, but really kind of wasted from partying for a while. But I still had it and I got focused, so this is like the first focus. And I feel pretty good about this one. So Well you should, man, for real. Like Yeah. I also, I'm also I feel really, I feel I feel I feel ashamed for not having having heard a little bit. So uh Oh yeah, dude. Man. Trust me, it's very it, it, it at happened. least a few more. Yeah. I love so there's the uh, it'll be it'll be in the you know in the whatever what the, the the big playlist that that you just listen to so I can hear it yeah that's dope man 
That's love. I love that. No, man. Well, I, yeah, like I said, man, I, I, sh- I should have heard, heard uh, more of this earlier, but I'm glad I'm hearing it now. There's the classic um, XKCD cartoon about, um, or comic about uh, Diet Coke and, um, what is it? Not Mentos, but what makes the Diet Coke like explode? Oh, yeah, that is uh, a, a candy. Oh, uh, you know uh, what I'm talking about. Yeah, the, comic, uh, the comic is about how, you know, for everything that everybody knows, air quotes, 10,000 people have to, learn, have to learn that thing every day. Wow. So, so there's no shame Dang. in discovering something. Like, even for something that everybody knows, like the... The Mentos and Diet Coke or whatever. It's not Mentos. I don't think it's something else. It's shaped like Mentos. A, that's a hell of a... Uh, but 10,000 people every day... That's great. Yeah. 10,000 <laughs> people every day learn that for the first time. Dude, that and so... That's an fact. Say that again? I said that's an amazing fact. It is. I don't well, like... The things that I learned... That that's that's what I do with music. Like at my job now, I just talk to them about music. I'm like, I'm here for music advice, and they're like, What do you mean? I go, What do you like? And they tell me what they like, and I'm like, 20 years ago, this is what you would have been listening to, and I just send them back 20 years, and they're like, Why would you do that? And I go, Because that's the age I was when I found this music, and everything you like is based on that music because those kids listen to our music too. So like. You know, it's like we listen to disco music because our parents listen to disco. Some people are like huge Southern rock fans, so they only listen to Southern rock and those kinds of bands. And I kind of just grew up in the Midwest listening to everything. So, you know, I got some kids listening to British hip hop. I got some kids listening to like 90s Lilith Fair era women fronted groups. I have some people listening to, you know, Icelandic death metal you know it just kind of depends on what they're into so but they all have to listen to mogwai and bjork if they mess with me so there you go (laughs) (laughs) hell yes man is the i'm checking is the team bjork yep it's still on your Bandcamp uh profile forever I don't. I, I have no idea what it is about that particular person in general, but Bjork has always kind of been my spirit animal in a sense. Like she's never done anything conventionally, but she still got to the same point where all the people who do things conventionally love her. And that's kind of how I approached doing hip hop at the time. So, like the last song, uh, the last song or second to last song is "Up to You" on Left Grizzly and HD. It's a Bjork sample. Like that—that's where the chorus came from. So. Yeah, so to bring us back to the record uh, we've been listening to, Left Grizzly and HD, I want to jump back. I don't know what we'll be playing at this moment in the edit, but do you want to say anything about the So Cool remix featuring IJ? I think we talked about that back at the beginning, so yeah. That's uh, (laughs) a... 
that's me and him doing like la stunt music uh you know flossing just being young and fly that's like the young and fly song because i'm talking about a bunch of stuff that i could never afford and that's all <laughs> and stuff that like you wanted because that was cool stuff you know like Mark Jacobs aviators and bottles of Tuscany that are like still 155 bucks for a 10 ounce bottle stuff like that being down on Rodale Drive you know like just fun weird LA stuff that was going down at the time she wrote it in LA no, I wrote it when I came back to Kansas from the first time trying to go out there. Gotcha. It was just like, let's write a song about what it would be like if we had money in Los Angeles. So that's what that song is. And it's fun. Like I, I kind of switched up my I switched up my rhyme style a little bit to fit the beat, which was something that IJ used to always do is like, give me a beat. And then, hey, this isn't conventional, do this. Or I'd get something and have him flip a sample a certain way. And then we'd go through it like that and it'd be double time or extra slow so I could double time over it. Because at one point in time, everybody was rhyming double time and triple and quadruples like Twister. So I tried to write a song like Twister. I don't think it showed up on anything, but yeah, because it was it was not a very good song, so I just got to play that one for the homies. Yeah, but it's it's Ride good it. exercises to do to try that stuff, and yeah, you know, it it informs the process one way or another. Yeah, and I lost a lot of that music uh, when my original OG backpack was stolen in a break in in two thousand and three. So like, basically this album is the best of from the first five years I was in Lawrence and had music. That's why it's, it seems, I mean, it's put together well, but it took a lot of different patches to make that quote. You know, it wasn't as simple as like, just going in the studio and recording. It was like, month between recordings you can get two songs done and then not see each other for like a month I gotta work and he's gotta go back and forth and we meet up when we can and record what we can so it's kind of piecemeal so that's a great quote though uh, the patches in the quilt like that by the way the uh, that sort of thing was Mentos and Diet Coke Oh, okay, so I did have it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the Mentos Challenge. Cool. Yeah, I'll link to the comic. Um, I think uh, every, every everything that uh, Ebony was saying is, is more interesting than that, but that is <laughs> that is neat though. I I appreciate the fact check. There you go. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Keeping keeping me on I'm on the long play listening party. <laughs> well, I mean, I think uh, I think we we probably made it through the record by now. I don't know. I mean, Ebony, do you want to sum up, or is there any story we didn't get to or um, um without it, or or you know what 
so this how do you feel about the project now having kind of, rest of my life and that's a say so say well, I assume you probably listened to it yourself probably right and we listened to some of it on the show and listeners have heard it all and I, uh, has it changed your opinion or anything or do you see it differently I, I only I only see it with the rose colored glasses on because you know it's not me now it, it was me then it definitely was me then when you listen to it it's definitely me then but you know Rory has a song called rose colored, colored glasses I think or there's something or he has a he has a lyric somewhere yeah. we were working on something at one point that uh, rose colored glasses so that's pretty it was it was it was a fun time it's a nice capsule of that time and how i was thinking it is also a precursor to like the weirdest turn of events by like two months in my life that i had had in my adult life up until that time so like that that's that that album is pre-tattoos like i had two I had two tattoos before this album then your midwife came out and then two months later led me to a tattoo and then a tattoo every year after that until 2018 so like that's interesting weird tragedy and life changes right after that album came out like the big big slap of adulthood when you start seeing your friends pass away so does that kind of put it in a capsule and make it feel distant in a way or uh they feel i mean to me they feel dated and because i'm the one that wrote it i can hear the mistakes that i made in it but i also have to look back and go damn dude like you you did something like you really did something because here we are first off like literally 15 years later talking about an album that i did in the midst of the chaos of still being a popular a popular bartender and musician in lawrence and like kind of only working like 12 days a month because i was doing that good as a bartender and KU winning the national championship that year and like not knowing what to do with all of the money that we made from being bartenders while KU was winning and just like so many things just flying by my head all at that time and like I still kept it together enough to put this out in the midst of all that is something that I look back on like damn dude that that took a lot like that took a whole lot because the directions that i was going or could have went instead of doing this record i mean i i'm just really glad that i had grown up enough to really go through some things and see some get some perspective to be like okay now you got to realize and recognize that you moved up here to do music and you got to stop screwing around so like it captures that moment in time because after that everything changed and then i went through some more stuff and then came back a different person from there too so 
it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to listen to Young Ebony have fun. Because that's, that's what that album kind of is for me until the very end when it's like, okay, now you got to talk about something because you've been having a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's still a good listen. And I think, I think there's a good lesson in what you said about for anything that we do, one interpretation is that sort of the best we can hope for is that the, the rose-colored glasses went out in the end, right, over the mistakes and the things we wish we did differently and whatever. And yeah, I've got projects that fall on both sides of that, but I'm really grateful for the ones that I can feel good about and enjoy even through the, the mistakes and the the things that I might change if I could, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, uh, you know, I heard you mention Dated, uh, but like, there's a bunch of those, and, and I, I think it's one and only. Uh, that, that one seems like it probably would hold up right now. Like, that, I, that, it sounds that. like you need to, you need to, you need to, and you do something with that right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For real, man. Uh, I mean, I, can... I, mean no, the, the, I mean, the the records, uh, um, the whole thing's dope, man. Thank you. Awesome. It's a good listen. Uh, Left Grizzly in HD available wherever you stream. Or best option, leftygrove2.bandcamp.com. Link in the description. Uh, podcast viewers, I don't know when I'll see you again. I will see you again. But I don't know when I'll see you again. Uh, big things happening in the Howard Kreinhop household. And so I'm, I'm going to wish you well. You're in Nate's very capable hands. And uh, expect some experiments and some yeah, changes. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we're going to have some fun. We'll keep you apprised. Uh, Maybe a little unpredictable. Not sure of the schedule. Uh, um, it but probably vary. Um, you know, we'll try and make it exciting. Uh, but uh, all August will be Lefty Grove. Uh, and then possibly a small uh, hi- hiatus but then then we'll start um yeah having more people on to talk music and life whatever else this is a really good format too i wanted you guys to know that before we got off of this this was really cool thank you man thanks we appreciate it this is the closest i feel to like sitting at a bar with two of the homies talking over a beer so that's the probably one of the greatest compliments we can get at least absolutely uh, and yeah. and you you know you've got an open invitation to uh, hit me up if you find yourself in lawrence and yeah and, yeah and uh, uh yeah. i'm i'm excited i want to take this internet friendship into real life irl or, yes yes or sir. Got it. <laughs> i mean and that's but that's but what happened also, with me man, and nate like, i think we were internet friends be first fun to have you uh co-host some stuff like uh, if if you've got time, man, um, and we can kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be all the time. Just you know, whenever you have time, let's let's try to uh, you know do a few shows if you if you want. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Hell yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That'd be awesome. cool. Well, yeah. For sure. Um, yeah, we'll get that handled, man. That's great. Right. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Oh, no problem at all. Uh, all right, everybody. Take care. I was going to say, uh, 
pretty much everything on my Bandcamp page is pay what you want. I I honestly just want to get my music out there because, mm-hmm. like I said, with the rap releases, I've only had two full links in the 20 some odd years I've actually been concentrating on hip hop. And I started doing the instrumental stuff and small EPs and whatnot like that. My it, my output has tripled since I started doing that with the smaller projects. So I want to focus on that. But I also want to make sure that people get art from me now. You know, like I, I had a lot of creativity and I want to get it out there. So you pay me what you want. If you don't want to pay, you can listen. Just let me know you listen. Maybe like it, share it with your peoples. That's all I really ask. You know, I'm, I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this because I love it. And my mentality and my mode has totally changed. And now I'm enjoying this. So, and I'm glad that. You better, man. That's... I, I'm treating myself so much better when it comes to how I view my art personally that I really feel proud. And I think that a lot more people should hear it and you guys should have it. So I'll give it to you and you give me what you believe I deserve. And I think that's a fair trade. Get after it. Leftygrove2.bandcamp.com. Link in the description. Thanks for coming and, on. And uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Ebony. This is the show ending. Hang on for a sec. But uh, listeners, we're going to let you go. And uh, we'll see you in the future. It's been a long play listening party. Take care. Oh, <laughs> my